0: Welcome back to James Reed's Forge, where we are studying the book of James, as is our practice. We take it one verse at a time. The book of James, we have learned, can be thought of in terms of tests, tests given for really the life of of the believer. Remember, we made the illustration at the very beginning that we know a person is alive because they move and they breathe and they talk and we see motion in a person and we know that they are alive, but that it doesn't work the other way around. In other words, it's not working and moving and talking and acting that brings life, but rather the fact that the person is alive brings these actions. And so it is with the Christian life. When you are spiritually alive, good works will result. And we thought of the book of James in terms of a test of faith. We covered that. Test of obedience was also in the first chapter, followed by the test of true religion also in the first chapter. And then as we started chapter 2, we talked about the test of brotherly love and how we should treat one another. Now we get to our fifth test in the book of James, the test of good works. That's why I bring up at the very beginning, at the very onset, that it is not the works that brings salvation, but the fact that a person is saved will produce salvation good works. We're going to be reading chapter 2, starting in verse 14. I'm going to take it down through verse 20. And here we go. The Word of God. What does it profit my brethren if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked... And destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body. What does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? So, what is James saying here? He's saying that real faith will have results. Real faith will be lived out in the life of the believer, faith will be backed up by the proof. That it is present in a person if there's no proof there's a real good chance that the vessel is empty of faith and to be clear what we're talking about here is saving faith faith in jesus christ think of it this way imagine going down to your local store or wherever you might go to get such a thing and you're and you're going to go get your favorite Uh, soft drink Um, for a long time uh, Mountain Dew was my favorite soft drink Um, the older you get the more you have to kind of slack off of those things and you find out they're really not all that good for you but just go with me for this illustration you'll you'll understand I'm sure so maybe it's Coke or Pepsi or whatever it is that you like and you go down to the store and you want to go buy your drink and it's in a can so you can't see what's inside So you get your can of Pepsi or Mountain Dew or Coke or whatever your favorite drink is, orange soda. You pop open the can, you pour it into a clear glass, but all that comes out of the can is water. Well, you would probably come to the conclusion that the label on the outside and the contents of what's on the inside don't measure up to each other. In other words, I paid for orange soda, or I paid for Mountain Dew, and I'm getting water out of this can. It's the same case with faith. Faith is given to us. It is received by us all because of Christ alone, his work of grace alone. And James' point here is not that salvation requires work, but rather real faith will result in an outcome that backs it up. Faith will be lived out in the believer's life, in the believer's thinking, in the believer's words and actions. And you will live out your life in him through his power. And because of convictions that were brought on by the Holy Spirit. And I just want to pause here because this is so misunderstood. In fact, I've shared my personal life and testimony with folks, and I have shared with folks that, you know, I really didn't know Christ. I really and truly wasn't living for him. My heart was not right. And people will say, yeah, but but I've known you. <laughs> you were a church boy. You were a quote-unquote good boy. You were a good guy. You always treated people correctly, and you, you did the right things, and you were basically a good guy. And I could tell that you were a Christian because you did good things. I want to be careful here, folks. This is all about the condition of The heart. Sinners can do what the world would say are good things. Let's face it. When we do something as simple as helping out a neighbor or um, simply obeying a traffic law or something like that, those are good behaviors. That doesn't mean that you are genuinely a Christian that you have been reborn from the inside out I hope this makes sense to you by the world's standards there are lots of people who are good and I would even argue that sinners can do things that are beneficial for their fellow man we see it all the time that doesn't mean that they are saved It doesn't mean that they're even doing these things with the correct motivation. So, the Christian does good works, and it is all about the motivation that is different. No longer am I doing things for a selfish reason or a selfish motivation, but I'm doing these things because there's been a love that was placed inside of me. And when it happens, dear friends, you will know it because you, if you're honest with yourself, you know you don't have that kind of love. You don't have that kind of giving heart, giving attitude. You don't have that servant's heart. That had to come from somewhere outside of yourself. And it's truly a supernatural thing that the Holy Spirit does in the heart and in the mind of the believer. So I want to contrast James with Paul just a little bit here. Paul stresses acceptance with God wholly by grace through faith in Romans. And James presents here the continual evidence before men of what you could think of as that initial transaction. And I've made reference to these scriptures before, but Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 9, if you read those, We can see that these concepts are actually brought together. So Paul and James are not contradicting one another when it comes to salvation. They are complementing one another. James is giving a hearty amen, if you will, to Paul saying, yes, it is by grace through faith that we are saved. And when that happens, there's going to be an outcome that happens in your life. Salvation is free by faith in christ alone and it's because of him it's because of his grace that's what ephesians 2 8 and 9 tells us the proof to others that a change has taken place inside of you is the lived out faith in actions or works i sincerely hope that this makes sense to you because if you get this wrong you can fool a lot of folks And you can really fool your own self. You can fool your own self. See, faith is not simply believing. That's not what we're talking about. Because as James points out here, he says, listen, even the devil believes. Even the demons know that there's only one God and they tremble. But we know demons are not saved. The devil is not saved so examine your heart examine your heart dear Christian make sure your motivation is right and if you happen to be listening to this and you are a non-believer examine your heart friends you can go to church every day of the week you can be involved in your church, you could be a Sunday school teacher. You can be involved in every activity that there is to be involved in. You could give all your money away. You can uh, sacrifice your life for the poor. But friends, if you're trusting in that to save you, you are trusting in something other than the paid, purchased price of Jesus Christ upon the cross. And that is what this is all about. So as we move on, we're going to read verse 21 through 26, verse 21 through 26, where we are going to see Abraham being used here as an example. James says, was not Abraham, our father, justified by works when he offered Isaac, his son, on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works and by works faith was made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which says Abraham did what? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works? When she received the messengers and sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. James uses Abraham as a model for these Jewish Christians, because they would readily identify with their father, Abraham. In fact, he says, our father, Abraham. The idea here is that Abraham lived according to God's plan, not to gain salvation, but out of a response that his faith was real. What good is your salvation if you have not shown a sign of being transformed and really that's what james is saying here just as abraham proved his faith by finally being willing to sacrifice isaac we must live our lives in such a way as to prove our faith once again just want to hit the pause button here uh, and kind of explain something if you're listening to this and you have not read the entire Bible um, things like this can be a little confusing for you or perhaps you have read the Bible and you have come with questions like how is it possible that Abraham who was going to be the father of all of Israel um, supposed to be this righteous man and and this God that we proclaim and we teach about love and all of his attributes and everything. And God commands Abraham to kill his own son in a sacrifice, like a human sacrifice. And that this is somehow a test of Abraham's faith. Well, listeners, you're just going to have to stay with me. I will answer those questions, when we go through the book of genesis and we are going to go through the book of genesis after we finish up with james Um, but be patient as we're going through the bible we're going to keep things in context that is key to understanding the scriptures is knowing the context understanding what was going on at the time in the culture and the setting all of those things that we've talked about before for now Stay with me and we will go back at a later time and we will explain more about what was happening with Abraham and Isaac. But I want you to notice here, getting back into the book of James, I want you to notice the words that are used. This word justified, justified. See, Paul uses the term justified to show man being reconciled to God. James uses that same term here to show proof of this reconciliation. James is not saying here that works are justifying you or that somehow that works and faith uh, come together to earn your salvation. That's not what he's saying here at all. James is saying that this is a proof that you have been reconciled to god the point is this it's not a profession of faith it's not saying i have faith or i went forward to an altar of prayer when the pastor invited people to come forward and receive salvation i walked down an aisle and i knelt at the front of the church and i know i was saved because i said some words james is saying it's your actions which show the professing profession of faith is true and is real the reason i use that particular terminology and i use that particular illustration is because at least here in the united states here in the west it is a common practice to close a Uh, evangelical type of church service down bring it to a conclusion by having an open invitation for folks to come forward and publicly make a profession of faith and I know this because this is the background that I was raised in the kind of a background that I came from let me assure you of one thing Dear friends, it's not about walking down an aisle in a church. It's not about going forward and shaking the pastor's hand. And I'm troubled at times when I think of those who have had, really, they've been given a false sense of security because they honestly believe that because they repeated some words That a pastor told them to say that now they're born again. Now they are saved. Now their account has been cleared with God and they are saved. Friends, if that's you, I'm going to challenge you on that just a little bit. Certainly when you have been born again, you will confess Christ as your Savior. You will pray those words but dear friends don't be fooled into thinking that if you just repeat these words it's like magic words and you are forever saved that is the teaching that is the stuff of false religion Uh, that is the stuff of Rome and Roman Catholicism do this list of things and you will be saved and that is totally contrary to the true gospel of Jesus Christ so test yourself dear friends test your motivation for good works evaluate it get alone with God are you truly born again have you experienced saving faith Remember, as I closed out the last podcast, I asked the question, what is your motivation? And this is where I was ultimately going with it. You can do good works. <laughs> the world has plenty of secular organizations that do quote-unquote good works. But they are not necessarily rooted And the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're good in comparison to what the world defines as good. But in comparison to the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us that there are none righteous, no, not one. The Bible tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So it really is all about our motivation. It's all about our heart. It's all about being alive from within by the spirit of the living God. Dear friends, I hope this podcast has made sense to you. I hope that it has been a challenge to you, a blessing to you, and an encouragement. If you are listening to this and you're not sure and you don't know, I would encourage you to get alone with God. Have some quiet time. Call out to Him. And get this out cleared up with that being said may god bless you and we will talk to you on the very next podcast